Welcome to Naya Unfiltered. I'm Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of the Naya Beauty app. When we started this podcast, originally we talked about all things beauty, but I wanted to expand the conversation to include the three eyes which were most important to me. I wanted Naya Unfiltered to be impactful, insightful, and informative. We have carefully curated a list of interesting people with interesting stories who will hopefully leave you wanting to learn more. I hope you enjoy our new revamped Naya Unfiltered. Hi guys, welcome back to Naya Unfiltered. This is Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of Naya Beauty App. Today, I have the great pleasure of interviewing the artist Blonda. She is a bi-coastal artist traveling back and forth from New York and Los Angeles, originally from Switzerland. She's had her art appear on t-shirts from Topshop, Volvos, on all types of clothing. She also left the corporate world to strike out on her own. So she tells us about her journey into the art world and what it takes. So welcome, Blonda. You know, art is something that kind of just has been around my entire life. My dad's a really great artist. He never pursued it professionally, but he was always drawing, painting something. Like he's the kind of guy when we went on vacation, he would, you know, like sit and and just like sketch the houses in Greece that he sees from where he drinks his wine or, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of just grew up around it. It's how I learned to speak. He would draw little things and we would name them and then, you know, um, it was so I, I'm kind of um, I think it's just it wasn't I don't even remember making the decision that that's what I want to do. It was just always around me and always something that I you know knew I wanted to go into. There's so then, some construction happening. Can you hear the banging? Yeah, no I might have to take you outside if it gets too bad. Yeah, it be? no worries. If it's distracting, let me know. I noticed that you are Swiss. Right. I am. And then you came to the United States to pursue your art career. Like yeah, I came to to college, I moved here for college. I moved to New York for college when I was 21. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Switzerland. I didn't know anyone. I just like moved to New York and I, you know, came to go to school. And my plan was always to go back. I always kind of, you know, I told my family and my friends, I'll be back and you know, see you in four years. Yeah. And this never happened. <laughs> you're in LA now, right? I live in LA now. Yeah. I ended up being in New York for seven years and I've been in LA now for the same amount of time. So it's okay. been quite a while. So walk me through. I want to hear about how you got this job at the New York Times. The New York Times happened because it was one of my teachers. Um, I think it was my senior year graphic design teacher who recommended me. They sometimes, these companies sometimes scout um, students and reach out to um, faculty to see if there's anyone that they recommend. So I kind of, it was a chance thing. I kind of lucked out. It was my first gig out of college, which was part of the reason why I ended up staying in New York after college. I was like, I can't pass, you know, I can't pass. Right. I need to do this. What was your job? What What did you do? Like so a the, job, the job, I was um one of the, I was an, an art director in um the, the department's called marketing services. So it was very kind of like geared towards advertising clients and towards, you know, I was working with, like the wine club, New York, uh, New York Times wine club, and like all of these, like the book club and all of these like little um, sub, sub departments that they have. And it was a great experience. I, you know, met some really good people. Um, it was, it, it was a really wonderful experience for me to see into that corporate world, but it also showed me that I'm just not really, it's not, 
what I'm meant to be doing. I'm just not, I'm not cut out for it. It, you know, it was, um, I think at the end of the day, any sort of like corporate, um, job has hierarchies and politics and, you know, it just kind of, I, I knew if I did this for too long, it would probably, um, kind of damper my creativity. So how long were you there? A couple of years. Not a long time. Okay. <laughs> That's how long you know, I, I mean, <laughs> you hear about people who like switch gears, right? Yeah. And, like they find a, a new um, vocation or a new career path, but then to strike out on their own, right? Yeah. I mean, was it scary? So there was something that happened before I left the corporate world. And it was that um, a big brand, Obey, they reached out to me and they wanted to feature me as an artist. They wanted to do an artist collaboration. And I was initially connected to them to like possibly do some freelance graphic design work. Mm -hmm. And um, the head of women's uh, looked at my portfolio and she's like, oh no, like we should do an, you know, an, a proper artist collaboration. She's like, you're not, you're not a graphic designer, you're an artist. The first time that I kind of heard that. And then uh, this collaboration came out and I had such a positive response and it felt so good. It just felt so good to be able to contribute to a project and and um, not have to sort of like you know bend it to fit a client brief but it was I could just do whatever I wanted mm. and it was just such a nice experience that um, it you know it, it sparked this idea of like oh I, I can actually monetize this I can do this I can you know make work and apply it to something and I can I can work with brands and bring my art to the table and they actually like it and that's what they want to see well how did you how did you like did you reach out to brands or did brands reach out to no, it, it always kind of just formulated it's really interesting like most brands that i've worked with have reached out to me and mm -hmm. you know that like sometimes there's a lot going on and sometimes there's not that much going on and I have moments where I, where I know I have a freak out and I'm like, oh, I got to make some, you know, like I got to make something happen. Right. And I start thinking about, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should hit up some, some brands or like hit up some people and see what's, you know, what's going on. And then it usually just falls into place. Like you, it usually just comes together. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing actually how that's happened. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's really cool. Cause um, I looked and saw that you have collaborations with like, like Topshop and, and you're yeah. making these graphic tees and that's like, I mean, yeah. basically international clients, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you are like traveling all over the world. Well, not anymore right now. But right, yeah. right, right. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. But yeah. it seems as though you were like international. You're like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And so these collaborations, I read that you're, you first, you know, tell me about the process. You first will meet with the clients and then they're like, okay, do your magic. Is that how it goes? I think the way it kind of um, usually goes is that I make work. I make personal work. I have shows. I sell my work, right? So like it's all centered around just what I, whatever I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And then when I work with a, a brand or a client, we figure out ways of um, how, how can we find new ways to apply this work to whatever platform they're working with. So I, for example, AG is a, a brand I worked with a couple of years ago and we did a little capsule collection. I applied my artwork to their clothing, right? So we kind of figured out new ways together, which is something I really like when there's a new perspective on what I do as well. Because so you like that part, it seems as yeah. though like you have like these, um, I don't know what the average time is for your projects, but you're kind of like in and you're out. Have you ever, 
you know, maybe been asked or offered like, Hey, why don't you stay here? And then I've never been offered that. <laughs> would you be open to that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's yeah. put it out there. Let, let's yeah. put that out into the universe. Let's put it out. Yeah, right? why not? You know, why not? Right. So that you could stick with the line and then just like handle their, you know, be like a creative director, right. For yeah. fashion line. Yeah. Or even like a consultant or, you know, like that, I would love to do that actually. That's, that sounds great. Yeah. See, see, I just put like a little spark of idea. It's just a new idea. That's cool idea. <laughs> so for inspiring artists, you know, what would you recommend their path be? I mean, you are an inspiration in the sense you've worked with a lot of, um, a lot of brands you've had um showings you travel the world this is like you know this is an artist this is the life of an artist so what would you recommend for you know um a new a person on the scene trying to follow in your footsteps yeah i think it's really important to remind yourself that it's about the work and the fun that you have when you're working and it doesn't matter so much. I just had a conversation with someone this morning about this. It doesn't matter so much how it's perceived, what people think about it, what matters it's that it's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. it, it's fun to make. It's, you know, you access a part of yourself that maybe you couldn't without anything creative. And that's what it's about. So it's, I think, you know, like coming back to developing whatever you want to make is the main that's the most important thing because that ultimately informs what everything else looks like right that informs like what kinds of people you work with what kinds of shows you want to have what kinds of whatever you know whatever the ripple is right that, like that center piece of it is is really personal and to not lose sight of that i think is really important well you know when we talk about art it's it's upon the, the eye of the beholder, right? Mm -hmm. And how, have you ever had someone who basically like, I don't like this, you know? You know, not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> not to your face. But I also, you know, that's kind of a good, um, sec a good like um, segue into beauty as well, because art and beauty in that respect are really similar. Mm -hmm. And I think that it matters more to me, it matters if I like what I do, right? It doesn't really, you know, if someone really hates something I've made, I don't, you know, there's so many factors involved in that. Like it might trigger something that they see in it that I didn't mean to put in there, right? but it reminds them of their like ex-boyfriend's, you know, artwork that he had on his, whatever it might be. I don't know, you know, like someone's reaction to what I'm making ultimately doesn't really say so much about me or about the work as long as I feel good about it as long as it right. fulfills that you know that like create all I care about is that I have that creative flow and that I'm able to process my emotions my work's really emotional my work's like very much you know like if I if I feel a certain way you'll probably see it <laughs> Do you find, you know, like in with beauty, there's like an evolution, right? That yeah. people are always improving or changing. Um, yeah. have there, has there been an evolution in your artwork that you can kind yeah. of track or you can even pinpoint? Yeah. I know how I was feeling when I look at this because yeah. it like, you know, it just evokes something. You can just sense it. A hundred percent. It's kind of like songs, you know, I sometimes listen to songs and I'm like, oh yeah, summer of 2005, you know, like you remember where you were. 
And yeah, when I look at my work, I know exactly when I made it. I know how I felt. Like sometimes it's even, you know, there's a, a series of um, stuff that came out of a, a really difficult time. And when I look at it, I'm like, ah, you know, like. <laughs> really? So yeah. it just kind of like reminds you and it just like brings back all those feelings. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then I wonder, can you fake it? Like if, if somebody wants like an angry piece and if you're like really happy, are, can you can you have like an art piece that's like shows emotion of anger? Or are you just like, you know what? I have to like draw from my, from my heart. No, I think it's pretty honest. I think you kind of get whatever, wherever I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I can't fake it. I can't really, I can't really do that. But you know, what I have done before is when someone wants to actually commission a piece and they say they've seen something and I've already sold it. And they're like, I love, I, I really like, this one but I don't have it anymore I always offer to do something in a similar vibe like that I can do so you can kind of recreate it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so okay that's actually sometimes it's helpful you know if you know someone really responded to a certain piece I can kind of like tap into that a little bit and make something yeah well you know it's you're absolutely gorgeous so <laughs> the art and you and it's like you're an influencer and it looks like you're a fashion model am i it's so weird because i never like thought of myself as an influencer at all are it's you talking what are you talking about are you crazy no. <laughs> not at all it's weird too thing. it's weird too because that's kind of like the last thing i want to do is influence people you know what i mean it's like in like inspire yes totally but it's like I don't right. want to influence anyone <laughs> like, no 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 I'm just this is what I'm doing and if it's inspiration then that's great yeah yeah but no I mean like literally you look like a fashion model and right. then you take a look at your photos and it looks effortless so speaking of effortless and I always like hear artists say like oh well I I don't think about anything I just do it I just like put something on and I'm out the door tell yeah. to me about your beauty routine what is it um, it, ugh, my, my routine, I kind of, I mean, I see a facialist who's really helped me. I used to have acne. I used to have like super dry skin. I had like crazy adult acne, which is the weirdest thing ever. That's it, crazy. It's like around 30. I suddenly just looked like a teenager, but not, you know, like it was the weirdest thing. And, um, so I, you know, like I've dealt with some insecurities when it comes to my skin and my like routine. So I kind of almost like less is more is kind of my mantra. Okay. So I use like really natural stuff. I just keep it moisturized. I keep my face like, you know. And do you have favorite products that you're using? Um, I do. I'm using um, Lena Hansen is also a company I've worked with. I love her product because it's really, you know, it's like everything I care about. It's all organic. It's all natural. It's, you know, fair trade. It's recycled it's just like everything is wonderful and the owner is wonderful as well um i use some skin worship stuff which is where i go for my facials and then when it comes to makeup i kind of i do keep it pretty light like i have um, a really nice sort of like um tinted moisturizer that has a um what's it called a sunblock okay and then um yeah, I mean, I put a little blush and an eyeliner if I want to, like, you know, go for it. Ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> so I want to pick out one thing that was seemed really interesting when you said something that I care about, that it's like clean and, and stuff. And I, I read about your collaborations that you 
try to, I don't know if it was like pick brands or um, working with people that they align with your beliefs that are like, what's important so that, you know, are you picky with the clients and how do you, how do you um, make sure that they're aligning with what you believe in? Yeah. It's mostly um, sort of company philosophies that I look at. Um, I think when you have an initial call with a client, mm-hmm. you can usually tell. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I think it, it's pretty obvious pretty quickly if you vibe with someone or, or you don't. And I've, I've, I've had this a few times. Uh, there was a project a few years ago and I had an initial call and I hung up the phone and I was saying to my project manager, I was like, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Like, that's <laughs> fun because I just felt I could just feel it like something just didn't feel right I was like that's going to be really difficult mm-hmm. I was like but it's a lot of money and you know like it'll be over in a week I'll suck it up I'll just like do it right and it ended up being absolutely horrible like everything <laughs> that could go wrong went wrong I had to end up like paying my assistant out of pocket they changed it like halfway through it was just like awful and I kind of, I had to laugh about it because I, you know, I, I finished it and it took weeks and weeks and weeks. It wasn't what I thought at all. And it was finally done. And I, I laughed and I was like, I knew it, you know, I was like, all that tells me is I can trust my gut. And that's kind of how I, how I do it. It's just, if it feels good, I'm down. And if yeah. it feels off, I stay away from yeah, it. Yeah. It's like the philosophy and like going back to your beauty products, like you talked about like all of, you know, it's clean and they're recycled, like their, their packaging. So you're really mindful of the type of products that you actually like are using. I try to be, yes. Right. And then it's like, okay, um, you went to go see the specialist and having adult acne is such a common theme with women. It's crazy, right? Like I thought I was over this, like what's happening. And I guess it's like a rebalancing of hormones or Probably. Probably. I don't know what, what's yeah. happening, Probably. but you know, then all of a sudden it's like rediscovering your skin and like kind of tweaking it. And so did you, what did you use to use before? Like, did you always use clean products or what did you have to tweak? I'm trying to think, I think for me, it was more of a, uh, like a nutritional change that I, that I, um, that ended up helping. It was kind of more of a deeper thing which was good, you know, because ultimately the acne was like, Hey, you know, there's (laughs) something's not right. Listen, you know, like listen up. We're trying to detox here. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I know that people talk about nutrition, you know, and it's kind of funny that like, um, people talk about the gut, right. How you gotta like detox and then you gotta listen to your, but not really just listen to your gut, but like literally listening is also a really common issue around, you know, among women, like lots of women, because that's like something I had a big issue with was just like these random like bloated stomach you know yeah nothing's not right you know it's like my face is breaking out and not feeling right like something's off and they started talking to people and everyone's like me too yes I know exactly what you're talking about so it was you know it's a common thing right so it's like kind of like balance I mean I know that I just you know when I I I'm always bloated oh by the way there you, you know, go I eat, I eat like a pea I'm bloated like, yeah there you go yeah we all are. <laughs> right I just remember when I was younger and I used to be able to eat anything and it's like ah, yeah nothing yeah. now forget about it oh yeah. and then oh even forget about like what I'm eating and then it shows in my skin it shows in my skin if I'm stressed out mm. if I don't get enough sleep 
if I'm eating junk food. I was going to mention that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I know know what you mean. It's yeah, yeah, it just sucks. It's like having like a balanced lifestyle of just like, okay, eating right, using the clean products. I mean, clean products is like, and clean beauty is, is now the trend. And it's like, I, it was hard to find, you know, like 10 years ago, it was, it was harder to find. Yeah. And so now I'm being interested and I'm wondering, like, you know, some people, they have a fear of like, does, does clean beauty really even work? You know, if you have problem skin, what was your life like during COVID as an artist and like having showings and traveling, what did you do and how did you still connect to clients? Um, I had a really busy year in 2019 and I kind of decided that it was time to spend more time in the studio and just kind of like focus on my, like, you know, what I was talking about before, just come back, come back to the center, work on my stuff, create a new body of work, maybe have a show, you know, just be a little more in my, in my workspace again. And I had a few projects lined up. And then when lockdown happened, all of these projects went away and I had an initial freak out because it was like, that's all my, that's my income. Right. Like, yeah. And and then I, I realized I kind of asked for downtime and I was like, well, here it is. The uni- you asked the universe and the universe gave it to Delivered, you. you know? Um, so the, the lockdown time, also funny enough, the first weeks of lockdown, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty, you know, like that's kind of what my life looks like anyway. I was like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, quarantine. I'm like, I guess that's kind of what I do normally. You know, I right. spend time with my husband, I like work. I work alone you know I'm not I don't go out that much it's kind of like it was kind of okay yeah (laughs) and it you know as it went on it also forced me to find some new ways of entertaining myself find some new you know like avenues of bringing in inspiration um finding new platforms of uh, like showing my work or communicating with people or you know collaborating whatever um and it's, it's been kind of okay for me. Look at the bright side of being in quarantine and lockdown. Like people had to start thinking about, you know, original ideas, like how to make that shift and, and survive. So was there anything that like, maybe you thought you were never going to do, but then you started doing, or it didn't even occur to you to do it. And it's like, I think I can do this now. Like what was introduced to you that was new? it gave me a space of time. It was almost like I, I, I always try to find ways of looking at situations in a positive way, right? So I was kind of like, all right, work's not really happening right now in a commercial way or in a, in a monetary way. Um, people are kind of not happening, you know? It's like anything right. social's not happening. So I was like, what, what can I, how can I like um, take this time and, and, and find something good in it and it gave me it's almost like gifted time it was kind of like a year where nothing was happening anyway so I didn't have to have FOMO in any way right and right it, and it gave me a sense of calm and I did a lot of just digging like it kind of allowed me to have a safe space where a lot of stuff was coming up a lot of like emotions started processing and I was able to just kind of work, flow with it, work with it and really let go of some stuff that no longer serves me, you know, like some patterns that I had that I didn't like that were going on. And I did, you know, like I worked with some therapists and with some people and kind of took the time to just for some like digging and, mm-hmm. and you know, self-care. 
Well, um, and speaking of digging, I did a little bit of digging on you. So how was it being in the limelight, you know, having paparazzi like follow you around? Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're just, your head is down and you're just like, you yeah. know. That was a weird, weird time in my life. It was a very strange time in my life. And I actually, I dated someone later on who was also probably more famous. And I was, it freaked me out so much that it, I just like, there's no evidence anywhere of us ever even being together because I just like, I, it triggered so well, many. I mean, because you mentioned that you're an introvert and I'm like, oh my gosh, if you're an introvert, how did you feel when it's all so eyes of the world were on you? Yeah. I felt very exposed, but also felt, I felt really helpless because there was a lot of, I started to kind of see through the whole like rumor mill and how things are kind of just blown out of proportion and, you know, things that are just flat out false are mm -hmm. spread and printed and picked up by newspapers. So the whole, you know, how, how stuff travels these days and doesn't get fact checked. There was a fake Twitter account that was quoted in one of the newspapers about a rumor. So it was just like, oh, and, and here's a quote from me. That's not me. That's so weird. Like, did you guys check at all? You know, so it was just a bizarre, it was a, pre a pretty bizarre time. So yeah. it, it almost seems like you have like no control. You have absolutely no control. You do not. You do yeah. not. <laughs> Should I move this outside? It's a bit loud. Yeah. Want to. Let's do it. Hang on. Take us on a tour. Try this. <laughs> um, we were talking about paparazzi and then you still being in the press and having control over your own narrative. Well, yeah, more so than, than it used to be, yeah. There's a big difference between actually speaking to someone and being able to say what you wanna say um, and someone just taking a snippet that, you know, might be a rumor or might not be a rumor and twisting it and and bending it. And, you know, it, there's, a, there's a very big difference in, in uh, how that feels. I love talking about work or even, you know, like life in general, or, or I like having interactions with people like we are doing right now. Like that's a very pleasant thing to me to do. I'm opinionated, you know, like I like talking about stuff. <laughs> so did it make you more introverted or were you always introverted after, you know, after being in the limelight? I think I always, I always was an introvert, but it probably made me shut down. Like that time made me shut down, yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you still, you know, doing your art, continuing yeah. Yeah. your work? Yeah, always, yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting to me for a person to, you know, be in the limelight and be followed by paparazzi of like, how do you can, you know, still maintain your own privacy and your sanity? You know, yeah. because like you said, there are falsehoods, there's rumors, and then people are judging you even before you open your mouth, right? Yeah. I think it's difficult. I think if you're, I never want to be someone who's recognized on the street. That's just, you know, that's the absolute definition of hell for me. Um, yeah, I think it's difficult. I think if, if you're that kind of famous, like some people are, and you can't, you know, you can't go get a coffee without people recognizing, I think it's really easy to get paranoid as well. You know, you, mm -hmm. you never know. Someone's looking at you, you never know. Are they like, are they trying to take a photo in five seconds? Do they recognize you? Do they not know who you, do they just, are they just looking at you because you're wearing something cool? Like you don't know, right? Right. It can, it can really fuck with your head, I think. Yeah. I want to go back to, let's try to give some advice to some of these newbies. Do you have an agent? Should they get an agent? Oh, 
I don't, I know I never had an age. I don't know. I think it depends on what you want to do, you know, like certain, for certain people, I'm sure an agent is a, a great thing to have. There has to be a, a, a amount of self-promotion. You know, are you using Instagram? Are you harnessing social media to get your name out and to get your artwork out in pieces and showcase your artwork? When yeah. the galleries were shutting down, like what's an easy way for new artists to get their artwork seen? Yeah, I mean, I'm in a fortunate position because when I, when everything shut down last year, I actually just posted some work and I ended up selling a few bigger pieces just because I posted them. So I'm in a fortunate position because I do have some eyes on my account. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the only, um, like that's the, the big, big plus. That's the big, you know, advantage that I think social media gives. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that. I, I definitely use that. Um, I think it's a good way of connecting with other artists too. I think it's a good way of connecting with like-minded people and for, for, for people who are starting out or for people who want to get their work out. I think it's also a good way of just like, look what the galleries are doing. Look what people are doing um, that whose work you really love. Mm -hmm. who, who are they talking to? Who are they working with? And then kind of through that, it gives you a pretty good picture of, you know, who to reach out to or who to, who to keep an eye on. And Are you pretty active on social media? No. <laughs> I think I've I've lost a lot of uh, like a lot of followers the last few years because I I don't I just really don't care that much. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the same thing to me. It's kind of like I want to show my work. I also, you know, I get exponentially more activity when I post a selfie. Uh-huh. My work and I don't it's probably partially the algorithm which annoys me too. Yeah. So it is, they like, say if they show a face, yeah. the algorithm will push it, exactly. you know? Exactly. Which I think is kind of, you know, that's kind of shitty. That's kind of manipulative. Yeah. So ultimately I kind of, I come back to, um, as long as it's fun, you know, some, I, I, I like sharing my work. I like showing my work. Um, I like throwing a selfie in every now and then because that's also part of who I am. Um, so, you know, if someone, wants to follow me great and if someone doesn't want to follow me great i don't you know it's fine yeah it's, just, it's your choice and if you don't like my yeah. message you can just scroll keep on that's scrolling okay. that's okay too right so yeah so i kind of just do whatever i want to do and you know and wherever it goes that's where it needs to go that's okay so i always like to end our um talks on what exciting new projects do you have on the horizon yeah um, I actually have an exciting project that just started. Um, someone reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do something for Art Basel in Miami this year. And I haven't been actually in a few years. So we're going to work with um, a new platform called Her Click. And they're featuring a lot of like female artists. And it's I think it's former Padelet, someone who came from that platform and now is having their um, their own platform and we're going to do a little event and sell some work and uh, give some money to charity in doing so and I think it's going to be fun I think that's kind of uh, like I'll give you my address for the invite so you can yes. see <laughs> yes. and, and you'll be there to pick us up okay yes great. I will, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm so happy and thankful that you joined me on this talk today of course it was my pleasure I mean, it was really fun. I mean, I've never talked to um, a bona fide artist before, so it was really cool. 
Thanks for watching Naya Unfiltered with Blonda, my guest today. Make sure you to click the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Naya Beauty App. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Naya Unfiltered. Remember, you can always watch our full interview on our YouTube page at Naya Beauty App. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to all platforms like YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok, all at the same handle at Naya Beauty App, so you can always stay up to date on all things Naya Beauty. Until next time, guys. Bye.